Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Excited to be here on this Red Friday, getting you ready for a sixth consecutive AFC championship game involving your Kansas City Chiefs. This time, they are on the road taking on the Baltimore Ravens. We have a very busy show planned coming up in about 30 minutes. We will be joined by the Radio Hall of Famer, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You guys see him every Wednesday on First Take. He will be on our show today coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll get the gambling perspective from Benny Heiss, Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1, And first things first, we'll be on the show coming up at around 345 today. We also will be joined in studio by Nate Taylor, who covers the Chiefs for The Athletic. He will be in studio in the 4 o'clock hour. We have a very busy show planned today. We will give you a couple of chances to win a pizza on this Red Friday. Here's the first. Time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. Caller number six, 913 5867 610. They win a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella, all organic tomatoes, sauce with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by KC guys who know and love pizza, plus a killer selection of craft and local beers or unique wine. So if you're in the mood for a slicer, maybe a full pie is more your move. Be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to the tribe each day at two o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. I don't need you to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in town from our friends at Pizza Tasio and you also want the best playoff coverage in town, there's only one place to get it. It's the drive right here on 610 Sports Radio. I try to be honest with you guys in all of my takes and all my opinions. This is as torn as I've been in a while about who I am going to pick in this game. I believe that Baltimore is the better team out of these two. I think that's easy to find in the numbers. This year, they were fourth in the NFL in total offense and points scored. They were number one in scoring defense this year. They beat nine teams this season that finished over 500 by double digits. 
This is one of the best teams that the Chiefs have played during this run. Later on in the show, I'm going to give you my official ranking of ranking how I feel the opponents that the Chiefs have stacked up against during this incredible run. I believe on paper that Baltimore is the better team out of these two. They are the better team. It would appear that they are the healthier team heading into this matchup. They also are the home team. Baltimore is pulling out all of the stops for this game. They got Ray Lewis going to be there. They got Ed Reed going to be there. Jonathan Ogden's going to be there. T-Pain's going to be buying people a drink with the bartender during halftime. This is the first time that they have hosted the AFC Championship game since 1971. This is a really, really good football team. But as I've been really thinking about who I'm going to pick and how I think this game is going to play out, the Super Bowl last year sort of is at the front of my mind. And a lot of the same things that people said and how they felt about that matchup, there are a lot of parallels and similarities to the game that we are going to see coming up this weekend between the Chiefs and the Ravens. A lot of people argue that Philadelphia was the better football team for a lot of the same reasons. Didn't have a true weakness, more complete, could run the football a little bit better, maybe had better weapons on the outside. Their defense was ranked higher than Kansas City. It seemed like there were a lot of similarities between the two. It is very, very difficult for me to shake the stat that Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in 11 games so far in his NFL career and that the Chiefs have won eight of those games. And against the spread, the Chiefs are 9-1-1. Very simply put, if you bet against Patrick Mahomes, you are a fool. You are giving money back to the casino, and trust me, they have enough. Historically, it has been the absolute wrong decision to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And every time in the last four or five years that people have told the Chiefs, oh, well, you guys can't survive without Tyree Kill. Oh, well, this year is going to be different. Hey, Cincinnati has caught up to you. This is Buffalo's year. You guys aren't going to win the division. Your offense isn't the same as last year. The Chiefs have shot it down every single time. These are some of the things that lead me to be really torn about who I think is going to win this game. On one side, it is just the paper test, the eye test, and that Baltimore has been the more consistent team and the more well-rounded team out of these two. And then on the flip side, it is in a very important game, in a win or go home, the winner goes to the Super Bowl Am I going to put myself in a position where I am betting against Patrick Mahomes and siding with somebody who is not Tom Brady? I was listening to audio from over the course of the week, and there was a quote from Matt Nagy that stood out to me. I want to play it for you. Here's what Matt Nagy had to say when talking about the offense. Nothing schematically per se. I think um, it it probably just took a little bit longer for us for whatever reason this year to try to figure out what we want to do and how we want to do it. And then um, the, the guys too, like they, they, the offensive line, the tight ends, the running backs, they stayed persistent with staying aggressive, staying together and staying physical. So when you do all that, it's, it's something that I think is, is able to get you bigger plays. That was Matt Nagy yesterday when talking about the offense and how this year it took the Chiefs longer to activate, but it does appear that they have figured things out. 
The quote that we got to really start this week from Mitch Holtis, where he said that when he watches this team, he sees a team that doesn't have any weakness. Well, I think I know what the weakness is to the Baltimore Ravens. You can run against them. I would say that this year they played three top-notch run offenses. Miami was a very good one this year, and Devon A. Chain ran for 107 yards against this defense. This vaunted number one defense, no weakness, great D-line, best linebacker group, talented safeties. Devon A. Chain ran for 107 yards against this team. Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league, ran for 103 yards against this team. Kyron Williams, who was one of the better young running backs in the National Football League, ran for 114 yards against this team. This game, to me, is the true and ultimate test if they really figured it out. We are a month we are a month out from where the Chiefs lost to the Las Vegas Raiders at home and put together one of the worst offensive performance that they have during the Patrick Mahomes era. Couldn't complete drives, turn the football over a couple of times, look absolutely lifeless. Since then, I think we have seen a different version of the Chiefs. To me, we have seen a Chiefs team that has learned how to grind it out, has learned how to finish games, a team that values protecting the football more than they did during the early part of the season. This is the ultimate test to see if this offense has truly figured it out. We've talked a lot about this season, about drops, turnovers, and penalties, and how, and how they have ailed the Chiefs for most of the year. Well, there is no more room for those things in a game like this on the road against a team like the Baltimore Ravens. That if you have a critical drop, if you have a fumble in the red zone, if you can't convert in the red zone, then this is the game that you lose. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to side with maybe my heart in this more than my head in the numbers. And I'm going to side with, I don't want to be on the opposite side of Patrick Mahomes. If you are picking the Chiefs in this game, you are picking Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Because I think on paper, that is truly the only obvious advantage that they have. I don't think there is another advantage that the Chiefs clearly have on paper. But I'm going to trust their head coach. I'm going to trust their quarterback. I'm also going to trust the fact that I believe that they have figured something out with this offense and they understand how they have to win games maybe better than they did a month ago. That this team is going to stay committed to running the football. That this team is going to utilize its best weapons. That this is maybe the best defense in the National Football League. And if the Chiefs can uh, can continue to do that and they have really honed in over the last month I think this team is different than they were a month ago. I'm willing to throw out a lot of the things that we saw in the regular season with the Kansas City Chiefs and accept that this is a new championship-level team. They got 60 minutes to prove it against the biggest test in the National Football League, which this season has been the Baltimore Ravens. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Christopher Mad Dog Russo and get his pick for Sunday's AFC Championship game. I want to give you guys my X factors heading into this game because the Chiefs are going to need one or two if they're going to steal this one on the road. Keep it right here. It's the drive. 
You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chiefs have the ball at their own 40, 24-17. Expect an all-out Ravens blitz here. Fourth down and nine. Chiefs at their own 40, down 24-17. 129 to go in the game. Mahomes out of the shotgun, where to his right. Mahomes holding into the pocket, scrambling to the right side. Still scrambling. Now he throws it late. He's throwing for Tyreek Hill. He's got the catch. He's at the 20, at the 25-yard line. Now inside the 15 and out of bounds, down at the Raven 12. Unreal. Mahomes scrambling to the right side and threw across his body on fourth down and nine for 48 yards to the Raven 12-yard line. Welcome back into the show. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we'll be joined by Christopher Mad Dog Russo of Mad Dog Sports Radio. Also does ESPN's first take every Wednesday. You can catch him on ESPN. I In the open, this is as torn as I've been about who I think is going to win this game. On paper, I think that Baltimore is the better team. They were fourth this year in total points scored. They were number one in total defense this year. They were the more consistent team this year. They are at home. They are the healthier team. We don't expect Joe Tooney to play. Willie Gay Jr. didn't practice today. Isaiah Pacheco didn't practice today. There are a lot of favors in the side of the Baltimore Ravens. It is just very, very difficult for me to then go against Patrick Mahomes. In the 11 games that Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in the National Football League, the Chiefs have won eight of them, and they have covered in nine of them. He is the surest bet in something that is not designed to be 50-50. He is the surest bet that you could possibly have in the National Football League. And any time that you are getting points, the correct side to be on is siding with Patrick Mahomes. 
I think this Ravens team obviously is really, really good. I think they have been the best team in the National Football League for the first 20 weeks. I think that the Chiefs have figured something out in these last couple of weeks, and they are playing the best version of themselves. That is a very, very dangerous team, a team that their quarterback has been here before, their Hall of Fame tight end has been here before, their head coach has been here before. This is a team that has a lot of positives that are in their favor. I think Kansas City goes on the road and pulls off an upset, and they win this game 23-17. to I think the Chiefs run the football effectively. You can run the ball against the Baltimore Ravens. I also think defensively, for as good as Baltimore is, Outside of Lamar, there is not a player that I don't feel that the Chiefs can contain. I think Gus Edwards is a very talented running back. Justice Hill is very good. I like Zay Flowers. I mean, he's one of the best young receivers in the league. They don't have one player that I think is a game-changing, break-the-game-open kind of player. That's what their quarterback is. That's not really what their skill position players are. So in a game like this, if you're telling me that Spags, you can just scheme to slow down Lamar Jackson, keep him in the pocket, don't allow him to run in the middle of the field, and you just have to contain all their other players, I don't know if Baltimore has enough playmakers to really give this Chiefs defense a lot of problems. There really haven't been many skill position players this year that have really given the Chiefs trouble. I'm not really sure sure if the Baltimore Ravens have one of those players. I do think that one thing is very important in this game. If the Chiefs are going to go on the road and if they're going to steal this victory, they're going to need some X factor to emerge. You guys know that I've been preaching the gospel of more Rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, and less of everything else. But in order to win this, you're going to need a contribution from some of the other players. Think back to last week against Buffalo. You got 93 yards from scrimmage from MVS and Clyde Everett-Hilaire, that's important in this game. Think back to last year's AFC Championship game, and you got the big game from MVS, the Super Bowl last year, the big punt return from Kadarius Toney. You also got a touchdown from Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore, the 13-second game against Buffalo. McCall Hardman had 30 yards rushing and scored a rushing touchdown, and Jarek McKinnon gave you 50 receiving yards in the game. If Kansas City is going to win this game, they're going to need a X-factor or two to emerge. Let's talk about who that could possibly be. I mean, isn't the number one person MVS? MVS is going to get three to five balls thrown his way. Now, does he catch two or three of those balls is a major question. He did against the Buffalo Bills. He had two 30-yard catches that were big for this Chiefs team. He is going to get opportunities. He is going to be on the field. He is going to have a chance to make a play downfield. He made those plays against the Buffalo Bills. Will he make them on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens? I'm going to also throw Justin Watson in this conversation. I know Justin Watson dropped his one pass that was thrown his way against the Buffalo Bills, but we've seen too many times this season on a third down, Mahomes is scrambling, running around, and he throws the ball up, and guess who falls underneath it? Justin Watson. Can he make a play that potentially flips the field, and maybe he's this game's version of MVS? That last game, MVS caught those two deep balls had those two big plays. I think Justin Watson possibly gets a couple opportunities to make plays in this game. I'll give you two in the passing game. MVS, Justin Watson, possible X-Factors on on Sunday. Is it fair to say every receiver other than Rasheed Rice could be an X-Factor? Because in that Bills game, MVS made the plays. 
MVS made multiple plays, giving them a chance to win. We've seen games where Justin Watson's done it. Let's be honest. There's a chance McCole Hardman gets used gadgety and it works. We don't know. I think it's fair to say all non Rasheed Rice wide receivers could be the X factor because they can get a second pass catcher out of that room. That's the X factor. I don't know who it's going to be, but one of them has to emerge. Someone on the text line said, hey, CDOT, do you think the Chiefs are following the no practice on Friday, no play rule for Isaiah Pacheco? It's postseason time. Now, maybe Isaiah Pacheco wouldn't play if this was a week six game against the Baltimore Ravens. And this is a winner you go home, and Isaiah Pacheco has been one of your most important, if not your second most important offensive player in the playoffs behind Patrick Mahomes. I don't think a toe injury is going to keep him out of the game. Now we'll see what his availability is, and we know that he's a very violent runner, and maybe they divvy the carries up a little bit. I do think this is a game that they're going to ask Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to do a little bit more. He did have the big run last week against Buffalo. It was the third longest run that he's had in his NFL career. Could we see a scenario in which they're not utilizing Isaiah Pacheco where he doesn't get the 15, 18 carries that maybe Pacheco gets 12 or 13 carries, and then they try to get six to eight to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That could possibly happen in this game, but I would be very, very surprised if Isaiah Pacheco didn't play in this game. I don't think Pacheco's not going to play. I agree with you. I think he's going to play, but I am curious about his usage because you're right. Andy, I think, will break his no practice Friday, no play rule, but I wonder to what extent. Like, I don't think Andy's going to be drastically different than what Andy is. Could we see a heavier dose of CEH? Could CEH be the 65-60-55 guy to Pacheco's 40-45 guy? Maybe, because Andy Reid likes guys who are on the practice field. I think Pacheco's going to play, but with his health, I think it's fair to say whichever one is running back two on Sunday, a slots into the X-Factor role. I don't know who that's going to be because of Andy and his practice game habits. Do we count Drew Tranquil as being an X-Factor in this game? I know that he is a starting player on this team, but he's not one of the stars, or I think who people would deem to be one of the marquee players in this game. We know that the Ravens want to utilize the middle of the field. We know that Isaiah likely is going to be a factor in this game. Mark Andrews is coming back for the first time since week 11. We're unsure what his involvement is going to be. Vegas isn't super high on Mark Andrews in this game. His over under is at 34 and a half. So it's not like they think that Mark Andrews is coming back and having 80 yards against the Kansas city chiefs. And we obviously know the importance of keeping Lamar in the pocket and who can help defend those RPOs and quarterback keepers and QB draws and quarterback design runs that they have. Is it fair to call Drew Tranquil an X factor in this game? Let me ask you a follow-up question. Do you think since he did not practice today, Willie Gay is playing? Because if you don't think Willie Gay is playing, I'm going to say no. You can't have Drew. If if Willie Gay is not playing, Drew Tranquil cannot be an X factor because he's a starting linebacker. But if you believe Willie Gay is going to play on Sunday or give it a go or whatever terminology, I'm okay with it. So if you think Willie Gay is not playing, I'm going to fight you on X Factor. But if you have Gay playing, I have no problem with that being an X Factor. So I want to clean up something. So this is from Pete Sweeney earlier today. Pete Sweeney said that Willie Gay didn't practice. Sky Moore, Derek Nani also didn't see Joe Tooney. Also clarified when it came to Isaiah Pacheco and said that he did see him practice. So this was confirmed by Andy Reid. 
This is what Pete Sweeney had. My guess is here is that Moore, Naughty, Tooney are out as Edwards, Gay, Pacheco, Tony are questionable. We expect the official statuses to drop today around 3 o'clock. So the moment that we hear an official word, we certainly will pass it to you. But certainly keeping an eye and monitoring the injury situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. Certainly a team that is more banged up this week than last week. This team was, I would say, relatively healthy last week for as much as you can be at the end of the season, but now dealing with a couple injuries ahead of the AFC championship game. Is there another player that you see as potentially a game-changing X-factor player? Like, I am a big believer that at this point of the season, your stars are what win you games. You obviously need Patrick Mahomes to play well. You need a quality run game from Isaiah Pacheco. You need Rasheed Rice. You need Travis Kelsey. But I do think that we saw last week that there's going to be play opportunities for other guys on the team. So whether it's a couple of big catches from MVS, whether it was, I mean, McCole Hardman almost scored a touchdown. He almost could have cost you with the fumble too. I mean, they are going to depend on a handful of other players, and those players are going to be the difference. I always say that football is defined by those six to eight plays right there in the middle and who can make those plays. And usually two of them, maybe three of them, are decided by some of the guys that are not the marquee stars, the guys that are getting top billing. I'm trying to think if there even is another player in that category. Is it is it lame to say Mike Pinnell? Because Derek Nottie didn't practice today either, and Derek Nottie, absence was noticed in the first half against the Buffalo Bills as the Buffalo Bills ran right down the Chiefs' throat. Me and you both know the Ravens are a better run team than the Buffalo Bills someone's going to have to be a run stopper in there. Chris Jones is kind of what Chris Jones is. You know how he's going to stop the run intermittently, but being an elite pass rusher without Derek Naughty, who's their run stuffer. Can another person pop up and be that guy, whether it be Tershawn Wharton, Mike Pinnell, whoever I would say, whoever can clog the middle might be an X factor to watch out for on Sunday. Coming up in about 30 minutes or so, we will be joined by Ben Heisler. We'll take a closer look at the gambling perspective of this game. But let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by one of the greatest to ever do this job. He is in the Radio Hall of Fame from Mike and the Mad Dog, currently with Mad Dog Sports Radio. It is his sports talk station. You also can catch him every Wednesday on ESPN as he sits alongside and debates Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take. It's an honor and a privilege to be joined by Christopher Mad Dog Russo on the show today to help get you ready for the AFC championship game. Mad Dog, it's a privilege to have you on the show today. Let's start with this. There is no one that knows the history of the NFL better than you. If Patrick Mahomes wins on Sunday, he will have as many playoff wins as Peyton Manning. Just put into context where you have Mahomes ranked and what he's already accomplished in this league. Well, I did a lot of this the last couple days. Uh, He is... From a body of work standpoint, obviously he can't be uh, number one all the time. But as far as what I have seen with my own eyes, and I go back to the late 60s, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, as far as what I what he can and cannot do, he's the best I've never seen him play a bad game. Outside of that second half against Cincinnati a couple of years ago, at home when they lost a championship game and he was poor, he has been that good as a player. Um, now, listen, the amount of playoff wins is a little overrated because in the old days, you know, let's face it, Starbuck didn't play as many playoff games to get to Super Bowls. They only had to usually play one, and he'd be in the uh, Super Bowl. So it's a little weird if you just look at it from a playoff win perspective. But as far as just body of work, what he can, uh, as far as just how he plays the position, I never see him make a mistake. 
outside of that one half against Cincinnati. I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Now, most people say he's no way he's better than Brady yet. Brady, you know, won when he was in his 40s. You know, listen, Brady's got seven Super Bowls. Probably nobody's going to reach that. And I understand that. But just the way he, in my eyes, I don't think I've ever seen a guy play the position any better than him. Man, dog, when I get a chance to watch Lamar Jackson, it's like we got a second chance at watching Michael Vick. Like, I was young whenever Vick was in Atlanta, and I just never seen anything like it before. And obviously his career goes down a different path, but it feels like we get a second opportunity for all of the electrifying plays and the athleticism from the position that we got with Michael Vick. We get that with Lamar, and he is one game away from – I mean, once you get to the Super Bowl – the entire conversation around you changes, and he is just one good performance, one game away from really changing the way that people talk about him historically. Well, I think a lot of people think he's, uh, you know, a great player uh, right now. I mean, not, he's not going to the Hall of Fame yet, uh, but two MVPs and a Super Bowl championship would probably guarantee that one day he'll be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's better than Michael Vick. Vick was a wonderful athlete, a great runner, but I think Lamar is better. Uh, than Vic Lamar is an unbelievable runner of the ball. But I still got to see a little more. Um, uh, it's not to say that I won't see it this weekend, but, uh, you know, this is this is the deep end of the pool right here against Mahomes. And then, of course, maybe later on against if they do play San Francisco. I mean, Houston's the JV, and I don't want to knock Houston, but, you know, Houston doesn't have a great, you know, it's not a great defensive team. This is a little different. This is Mahomes. He obviously isn't as good as Mahomes. Uh, if he goes out there and plays well enough and they win, that's going to put him on a different level. Now, that's no guarantee that he can do that because I could see him playing. He's only got two postseason wins in his career. He played very well in the second half last week, but I got to see a little more. So I am not necessarily convinced that Lamar uh, is going is an all-time great at the moment. A win on Sunday would go a long way in furthering that uh, possibility along. Uh, but I think with Mahomes, you know, there's a very good chance the Chiefs can win this game. Uh, Baltimore's probably better, but the Chiefs come into this game with the better quarterback, and I still got to see a little bit more out of Lamar. But he is better than Vic. He's a better player than Vic. That's where I'm really torn, because if we are just talking just strictly who do you think is the better team, Baltimore is the better team by almost every metric. Better offense, better defense this year, more consistent. They're at home. But then on the other side, Patrick Mahomes, he has been an underdog 11 times. The Chiefs are 8-3 and three straight up, and they're 9-1-1 and one against the spread. This is a true definition of a coin flip game between these two teams on Sunday. Well, I think you have to favor the Ravens. I mean, I think if you – how to pick a game, forget the three and a half. If you had to pick the game to, you know, to survive, I think based on what you just said, I mean, they're at home, had a great year. Uh, they're not as banked up as the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Lamar, they beat San Francisco. They killed Detroit. They've done everything that you possibly could want if you're a Raven fan to make you think that they are the best team. Uh, so, I mean, I think you'd have to favor you. I think you'd pick the Ravens under those circumstances, but, Mahomes is better than Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs, that was a great win they had last week. Chiefs defense, which wasn't great last week, is still good. I could see Lamar having a so-so day and Mahomes playing very well. You know, giving Pat Mahomes points in a, in, a, in, a, in a postseason game, I don't care where the game is, is a little tricky because, I mean, and he's getting three and a half points. I think logic would tell you Ravens, but I, would you be shocked if the Chiefs won this game? No, I would be surprised if the Lions beat San Francisco. 
I would be really surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised if the Chiefs beat the Ravens on Sunday afternoon. Right now, we're talking to Christopher Mad Dog Russo for a couple of minutes. I do want to get your thoughts on the NFC Championship game. Mad Dog, if you can, give us one key for a Chiefs win. Give us one key for a Ravens win. All right. Uh, 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 from the Ravens' perspective, I think if they get a good performance out of Lamar, they're going to be very difficult to beat. Uh, I think Lamar is the key for them. Uh, I, I got to I have to assume they'll play good defense. Uh, you know, if, if Lamar plays well, you know they're going to play good offense. They're very good with their field goal kicker. I think if Lamar plays well, I think the Chiefs' advantage in the game is at the quarterback spot. So if Lamar plays really well, that's going to be a very tall order. I think if he's so-so and Mahomes plays real good, Chiefs could win. But if Lamar plays real well, I think it would be hard for Kansas City. Uh, so from that standpoint, I think he's the most important ingredient for the, uh, for the Ravens. As far as the Chiefs are concerned, uh, you know, I'm assuming that Mahomes will play well. Uh, so, I mean, I think the key for them would be, will their defense be able to stop Lamar from running? Uh, I think that obviously he's a wonderful runner. Allen ran the ball really well last week. Can the Chiefs do a little better job of not letting Lamar go crazy with his legs and making sure that part of his game is under control? One other thing about the Chiefs, too, Andy Reid, Stop getting cute with play calls. That play call last week on the end around with Hardeman at the goal line when he had a first down at the one, and he didn't just go slash Pacheco in there, and then Hardeman fumbled, was very, very – it was ridiculous. Go out there, don't have to basically face – you know, I think he feels he's got to skim the cat a different way. Play the game. And Pacheco's a good runner. You don't have to get too cute. Uh, but I do think that stopping Lamar from going crazy running the ball would be the key to them. So making sure that he stays under wraps with his legs, that's from a Kansas City perspective and the Ravens to make sure that Lamar plays a pretty good game. And I think if either one of those two hot things happen for the team, they got a good chance of winning the game. You and I are on the opposite side if we're talking about the NFC Championship game. I actually think the Lions are going to win that game. I came away with more questions and answers last week with San Francisco. I looked at that defensive line. I didn't come away nearly as impressed with them, given a team that has Bosa, has Chase Young, has Armstead, has all the resources. And then with Brock Purdy, you know this as well as anybody. This is a quarterback league. Your team is going to go as far as your quarterback can take you. And if I'm looking at Mahomes, I've got ultimate confidence. Lamar, two MVPs. I look at Jared Goff. He's already taken a team to a Super Bowl. I got serious questions about Brock Purdy and his ability to outscore Detroit possibly on Sunday. Well, I understand your logic, and the Niners last week played a horrific game. That was a very bad performance. Purdy had a good drive, but he did not play well. Shanahan did not do a good job. End of the half was terrible. Uh, very conservative. Special teams got killed. Mr. Fugel, the long kickoff return. The secondary gave up a million plays with penalties. So I do understand the thing that would worry me about the game from a Lion perspective, and the world's going to root for Detroit, me included. But the thing that would worry me about the game from a Detroit perspective is the Niners last week, they got through the game. They played poorly. They're going to play better this week. The Niners last week were very fortunate. They should have lost. They're the one seed. They're at home. McCaffrey said it themselves. We were fortunate to win this game. I understand we'll see about uh, Samuel. But they will play much better in this championship game. That would concern me. Plus, they're very comfortable against Goff. 
They've seen Goff a lot when he was with the Rams. I think that helps, too. And although Goff did win in New Orleans the year that the Rams got to the Super Bowl and lost, uh, Goff is not the same quarterback necessarily on the road that he is at home. So I'm going to root for Detroit. they got plenty of weapons. Their defense has played. Their defensive lines played pretty well. They should be better at quarterback with Purdy against Goff. But I think the Niners, off that awful performance last week and getting through it, I think, you gotta, I think that they will win the game. I would like help the Lions. I'll probably bet the Lions because I want to bet for San Francisco. But I do think, again, life on the line, I think I, even with the seven, life on, a, life on the line, I think I take San Francisco in the game. Chris, I'll get you out of here with this. The Los Angeles Chargers just make a hire that's in Kansas City's division. They hired Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh has won everywhere, whether it was at Stanford, whether it was San Francisco, just winning the national championship at Michigan. I think this is the best possible hire that you can have. I know Belichick's track record. We're talking about a guy who is 70 years old who hasn't won without Tom Brady. I know everybody loves Mike Vrabel. He has had one postseason run in his career as a head coach. I think Los Angeles knocked this hire out of the park. What do you make of Harbaugh leaving Michigan and going to Los Angeles? I think you're 100% right. This is a layup. Um, you know, listen, he's, he coached in San Diego, coached the Niners, well, you know, did a great job with uh, Andrew Luck. He's ready for this move again in the NFL. Herbert will be very, very good. The Chargers needed this. Belichick, you know, listen, Belichick doesn't have a lot of places to go right now. I mean, so that's an issue, too. That's, another, that's uh, an issue for another day. Atlanta, really? Uh, but I think this is a very, very good move for the Chargers. I thought it was a no-brainer. I think anything south of Harbaugh would have been a negative. I think he wants to coach in the NFL. He's good with quarterbacks. Kaepernick, Alex Smith, who he did a good job with. Kaepernick, of course, got to a Super Bowl NFC Championship games with. Uh, he got to an NFC Championship game with Smith. And obviously, uh, you know, he won a title, and he's going to do very well with Herbert. 100% right. Thanos did a good job. He probably got about $15 million a year for five years. This is a no-doubt-about move by the Chargers. I'm 100% in your favor there. Great hire. Harbaugh would be good in the NFL, and he's got a quarterback. So I agree, 100%. That is a Radio Hall of Famer, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, joining us on the show. You see him every Wednesday on ESPN on First Take. You also can catch him on Sirius XM Channel 82 and Mad Dog Sports Radio each and every day. Chris, it is an honor to have you join us today to get ready for the AFC and NFC Championship game. Thanks a bunch for hopping on with us today. You do a great job. I appreciate it very much. Chiefs-Ravens should be a very good game. Looking forward to it Sunday at, three, uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock your time. Big-time game. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is Mad Dog Russo joining us on the show today. The injury report is out for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go through it on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. to Jackson. Griffin has fourth down at 22. The Chiefs hold. They win. 27-24 Chiefs in the OT. 139 to go. Fourth and 22. Chiefs with pressure on Robert Griffin the third. He throws it up for grabs. It's incomplete. Knocked away. Incomplete. The Ravens won a penalty. They will not get it. And the Chiefs have won in overtime. 27-24 on an improbable December Arrowhead victory. And the big red coach from Scotland has taken the Chiefs to the playoffs now for the fifth time in six years with an effort he'll be proud of. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs snatch victory from the jaws of defeat to the Ravens. 27-24 Chiefs in overtime. Coming up in about an hour, we will be joined by Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1. And first things first, Nick Wright will join us about 340, 345, somewhere in that range. The injury report is out. You know what? Let me read it to you. Mike Edwards, Isaiah Pacheco, Willie Gay Jr., and Kadarius Toney are questionable for Sunday's game against the Ravens. Derek Nottie and Joe Tooney are out for this game. Let me read to you what James Palmer of NFL Network had to say. The Chiefs never believed that Joe Tooney was going to be able to go. It is a big loss. No one has played more snaps this season than Tooney. The interior dominance and the communication on the offensive line take a big hit with his absence. So we now know officially, we heard earlier in the week that it was unlikely that Joe Tooney was going to play. This came from Adam Schefter of ESPN, but that he was going to do everything in his power to be able to try to give it a go. He was unable to practice this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. They just go ahead and rule him out on a Friday. Joe Tooney is not going to play in this game Willie Gay Jr. questionable, Isaiah Pacheco, also Mike Edwards. Those are your injury report. We had Mitchell Schwartz on the show yesterday, and we asked him about this as it was trending in the direction that Joe Tooney was not going to play in this game and what the impact of not having Tooney would mean. No better person to tell you about the offensive line than a former all-pro offensive lineman. Here was Mitchell Schwartz. I mean, I am a big Nick Allegretti fan. I think he 
has played good ball every time he's come in the last couple of years. He's filled in really admirably. If you, you know, watch that last run that we sealed the game with, uh, you know, he notices that three tech is spiking. He takes good footwork. He's able to, you know, kind of wrench him further inside than he wants to go, which is a, a tenant of the offensive line. If a guy's trying to go somewhere, you know, make him go further than he wants to go. And I think the biggest thing coming out of last week is Tooney came out. We kind of saw, oh, chest injury, or we're not sure what's going on. And then you didn't necessarily even know he was out of the game. Nick never got mentioned. No one ever spotlighted him. The O-line kept producing at a really good level. So uh, I think the competency is there. It's just Tooney is an all-pro, you know, one of the best left guards, if not the best left guard in the NFL. And so you're going to have a bit of a downgrade when you uh, get that guy out of the position. But I, I do like Nick a lot. I think he's got a good mentality, good physicality, and he should slot in there pretty nicely. And you know, as a guard, it's nice when you've got really good guys next to you too. So you got Creed on one side, you got Donovan on the other, and uh, you're slotting into a good spot. Obviously, you don't want a critical player like Joe Tooney to go down, who is arguably the best at his position in the National Football League. But if you're going to have an injury, which you're going to have to manage those over the course of the season, I mean, wouldn't you take a guy in Nick Allegretti that has made 13 career starts, has also started in postseason games for the Kansas City Chiefs, has started in a Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs? So we're talking about a player that if you're going to have an injury, you certainly would take an injury where the next guy can step up, certainly knows this offense, knows this system, knows all the communication, and has played in and been a part of big games and big wins before. I don't want to downplay the injury to Joe Tooney, but it seems like of all the injuries that you could possibly have on this team, this is one that you think you can manage a little bit. You obviously have got help on your left side and on the inside with Creed Humphrey. You then put in a guy who has played in big games, has the snaps, has the experience. We're not talking about throwing a rookie or a young player in in this scenario. This is not the worst possible thing that could happen to Kansas City. And if you had to pick an injury for a starting player on the team – I personally think this is kind of near the bottom of ones that, hey, there are some injuries that, hey, are crippling. If Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play in this game, it drastically changes the flow and the feel of this game. I think you can manage not having Joe Tooney for this individual game despite going up against a team as talented and physical as Baltimore is. I agree with you, but I think there's it's more than just the one injury for me. So we're going to see it a little differently. The Chiefs' key to success is going to be to control the line of scrimmage, run the ball effectively, all the things they did in Buffalo and against Miami. We agree there. Joe Tooney, the injury itself, I agree, not the world's worst loss. But when you have a less than 100% Pacheco, I know he's going to go down as questionable, but, I mean, he didn't practice yesterday. He has been dealing with a toe-slash-ankle injury. When he's less than 100% and your best offensive lineman's not in the game, I think it is a little bit cause for alarm that, hey, the path to success just got a little harder because what you need to do just became more difficult with a backup guard and a running back that's not at full strength in in January. Yeah, I do wonder in terms of the physicality, are you still going to have that? I mean, Joe Tooney just is such a physical presence for this team, and I think that's what you're going to need on this game. And then you hear from James uh, Palmer that is talking about the communication aspect. Kansas city managed the crowd incredibly well last week against the Buffalo bills. You're going to have to do that same thing on Sunday against the Ravens. 
the Houston Texans had six offensive line penalties in that game. Just crippling. You constantly can't be overcoming a mistake by your offensive line the way that Houston, and a major reason why their offense didn't score a touchdown. They got a special teams touchdown, and that was really about it. You didn't really see too much else from them over the course of that game. We'll get back to the Chiefs coming up at the top of the hour. It has been a long time. I mean, a long time since the Detroit Lions have been in the NFC championship game. This was the number one movie the last time that the Lions were in the NFC championship game. Twins World, Twins World, party time, excellent. Rob, it was January of 1992 was the last time that the Detroit Lions went to the NFC Championship game. Were you even born in 1992? You had to be You had to be like one or two. You were not that old what in 92. Was, I, was, I, I don't think I had my first birthday yet. I was born in January of 91, so January of 92, I don't think I would have technically won yet. I was still at 11 months when they were last in the uh, – NFC championship game who they even play I don't I don't have any recollection of the Lions in an NFC title game they played Washington you know we can't what say the world we can't say the team name for Washington anymore we changed that you know society changed a little bit but yes it was January 12th of 1992 it really goes to show you how the calendar has shifted the NFC championship game used to be in early January now it is late January that is how the NFL calendar has changed but yes it has been a long time since uh, the Lions have been to the NFC Championship game. Black or White by Michael Jackson. That was the number one song that year in the Academy Awards. Silence of the Lambs, Rob, ended up winning Best Picture that year. Uh, There was only one player on the team, (laughs) one player on the team that was born the last time that the Lions went to the NFC championship game. Good luck to good luck to the Detroit Lions, man. That's who I'm rooting for. I don't know who you guys are rooting for, but I am rooting for the Detroit Lions, man. I want to see them get to their first Super Bowl. San Francisco, you've been you went with Kaepernick and you went with Jimmy Garoppolo. You'll be fine. You won a bunch in the 80s. You won one in the 90s. Trust me, you will be fine. Detroit, they've never been to the Super Bowl. That's who I'm rooting for. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Ben Heisler. We also will be joined in the 3 o'clock hour by Nick Wright of Fox Sports, FS1, and First Things First. We got a busy show planned for you guys. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 